Hi, I am so happy you're joining me today on Live Beautifully. Thank you so much. I have a very special guest today, Liz Plosser, the editor-in-chief of Women's Health Magazine. I actually met Liz more than eight years ago, and she's become such a dear friend, and she has been a huge source of inspiration to me in my personal career. She has worked every wellness dream job imaginable, from Self Magazine, Cosmo, Soul Cycle, Well and Good, and now she's leading the charge at Women's Health Magazine, and she's also an author. She just published her book, Own Your Morning, and today we're going to talk about how you can wake up each day and be your absolute best self. This is so aligned what we've been talking about on LiveBeautifully.com, so it's a dream come true to have her on the show today. And don't forget to start your day off on the right foot. Check out my fitness program and the Tone It Up app. It's called 640. It's six weeks of 40-minute workouts with me. It comes with a full meal plan, moves that you can do anywhere, workout videos you can do at home or while traveling, yoga, strength training, cardio, hit, and a free transformation journal that I wrote just for you. Head to toneitup.com slash 640. So that's toneitup.com slash 640. You're going to love it. I'll see you in there. All right, here we go. Let's bring on Liz. Welcome to the Live Beautifully podcast. I'm Katrina Scott. I'm a mom, a passionate female founder, and a creative brand builder. In the last 15 years, I've been everything from a personal trainer to a Forbes featured entrepreneur, a New York Times bestselling author, and the co-founder of the leading fitness empire, Tone It Up. And with that comes CEO, late night copywriter, creative director, social media expert, and of course, the most important job to inspire creativity, an office intern running out for coffee and donuts for the dream team. I'm humbled and so grateful for my journey so far, and I can't wait to write new chapters with all of you. Creativity, success, and making your dreams come to life takes passion, commitment, and a deep, deep love. And love is fostered and grown through deep connections and purpose. And we're going to do just that together. From personal life stories to thoughtful conversations with the most inspiring guests, and Ask Me Anything episodes, my hope is this show will ignite your creative brilliance so you can flourish and live beautifully. so much for being here. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. Hi, Kat. It's so good to see you and to hang out with some lights, camera, formal, formal recording. Um, <laughs> I love you so much and I'm so grateful to be chatting with you today. Love you. I, I don't know if you know this, but my original idea for my podcast was I was going to travel to go see friends wherever they were and we would walk at golden hour, which is my favorite time oh. today, over a glass of wine and talk. And then I was like trying to figure out logistics of, okay, a steady cam would follow us and we'd chat like all. And, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, this is easier. And then COVID hit. And so now it's become Zoom calls. <laughs> it's cool though. I feel like I'm Zooming to you from my bedroom and you're in your beautiful living room. Um, but I think you were onto something with the walk and talk because... There's something about moving your body that sort of like breaks down the barriers even more than the wine or the coffee or the eating of a meal. It's like okay. really you get into it with somebody in such a beautiful way. So 100%. I hope that you get to do those walk and talks. Yeah. Soon. Well, with you, maybe it would be like a run. Like we would. <laughs> <laughs> a kettlebell swinging. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I obviously introduced you to everyone, but I would love for you to talk a little bit about your journey 
uh, to where you are now and your journey to being a writer as well. So talk as long and as much as you want about that, but I, I just know. Oh gosh, really- careful what you wish for. I'll try to I'll try to give you a succinct version, but um, (laughs) so my name is Liz Plosser. I'm the editor-in-chief of Women's Health. Um, I'm literally doing my dream job, which maybe we can talk about it at some point, but I truly had a dream about this job many years ago. Wow. Um, So I, I feel so lucky to get to wake up and do what I do every day. I've been at Women's Health for a little over three and a half years now, which feels like so long. And also like I just got here, it's kind of incredible to say that number. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I live in a tiny little apartment um, with my three children. I have boy-girl twins, Charlie and Lucy, who are 10, and a little guy, George, who's six, and an amazing husband, Matt, who I've been with for so long. We met our freshman year of college. Um, We recently added a puppy, Willa, to the mix. So we're living um, a chaotic, crazy, wonderful life here in Brooklyn. Um, I... I have been interested in wellness and health and fitness and nutrition and all those things since I can remember. Um, but it wasn't until a couple of years after college, while I was an analyst at an investment bank, that um, I realized something you love and are really passionate about can actually be your profession and your career. I um, I don't know. I always I loved reading magazines. Um, And like, you know, probably spent crazy amounts of money at airports and had subscriptions to all of them. But it just seemed like that's something I don't know who does that, but like work is supposed to be really, really hard and a little bit painful. Um, And I'm really happy to say that I learned early, early on when I was about 23 years old that life doesn't have to be that way. You can pursue your dreams. And if something makes you happy, you're bound to be really good at it and love it. And that will, that will pay dividends. So I've been in the health and wellness space in the media world for now 20 years. Um, my first job was at self magazine as an editorial assistant, which I think is when we first met each other or I, I became aware of you because, um, one of my colleagues, did an amazing shoot with you. Um, loved you a long time and the Tone It Up community. But um, yeah, I've just been sort of zigzagging over the years, um, staying in the health and wellness space. Um, I left for a little bit from the editorial side to go work at SoulCycle to oversee um, content and digital strategy, which was very cool to see content from a different perspective. Um, I worked in the digital only space at Well and Good as the SVP of content and then um, came back to pure edit. And yeah, so now it's been a few years of seeing, overseeing the amazing brand that is Women's Health. We have 49 million women who interact with us every single month across our channels. It is, like I said, a dream job. And I have a dream team of amazing, talented superhumans who put out this content and care so much about it. So um, that was my shortish version. Shortish. I was just going to say, it's funny. My phone, you know how your phone, even if you put someone in as a different name, it remembers it from years ago. You're in my phone, Liz Self. <laughs> and, this awesome. and it wasn't like that. And it updated this morning. 
Cause I would have changed it. And so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if like, that's cool. That's a, that's a universe moment. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I, our first shoot with self, that was wild because it was the first time that a magazine said, okay, you can be the personal trainer and you'll model it. And that hadn't been done where it was usually a personal trainer created the workout and then a, and then a fitness model would do the photos. And I remember calling and pitching to Megan Murphy and being like, hi, we'd like to, uh, also model it. And she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) She, she gave us a shot and it's actually really amazing to see where everyone from that team has ended up and grown and gone in their career. And I mean, you and I followed each other through all of it and you constantly, constantly checked in and supported me. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I, I love to say that like, Oh, I know her. (laughs) Thanks Kat. That, that means a lot. And yes, you're exactly right. I, Megan is definitely a mentor in my life and I'm so grateful to her for the advice and the opportunities she's given me over the years. And I remember that too. It most definitely was an inflection point. I feel for these sorts of publications Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, why can't the amazing, beautiful trainers who are the like brains behind the programs and these workouts also be the models and you you and Karina just like killed it and showed everybody what was possible and then um the word influencer didn't even exist it didn't even exist back then I know and then I remember I went to Chicago for a little bit I forgot to mention that's a whole other thing yeah. when my husband was getting his PhD so I sort of left the New York City big magazine media world but when I came back to New York and worked at Cosmo overseeing health the first opportunity I had to do a big fitness feature in Cosmo, which was also a sea change for Cosmo that hadn't done much health and fitness. Yeah. It was like, it has to be cat. And, um, the whole team was like, let's do this. The first time that I went to New York for work and I was like, we're going to vlog. And that wasn't even the term that everyone knew. It was kind of a hidden YouTuber, geeky term that I had learned through some of my YouTube friends and we're, I'm going to go get a camera. It's a flip vid and we can't see ourselves filming, but I'm going to film and document us going to New York and meeting with editors. And it was so exciting and holding out a camera. I mean, imagine it, anyone that is maybe like 25 and younger that's listening, imagine filming yourself where you you can't see. It was a completely different concept. And even like GoPros where you couldn't even see the screen when you were recording. But I remember it was just really exciting to be able to be welcomed um, into the offices of these publications that I grew up picking up, same thing, subscribe to everything. When I first got into fitness and health, I'd asked my dad for a treadmill. It's a whole different story of a different day, but um, I didn't have access to workouts or anything. I didn't know what to do. So I actually just asked my mom to bring me to like CVS and I just bought all the magazines and then I cut them out. And I actually have a binder here. I did the same thing, Kat. I had a binder. Yeah. I I don't know how old you were. I got really into that right after college when I moved to New York. So I was working in investment banking um, and had like weird hours to work out at the gym. I didn't have my training certification. I'd always been really sporty and played basketball, tennis and soccer, but it was suddenly I didn't have the team sports. And it was like going to New York sports club at like the bizarre hours of the night or early morning is when I could sweat. 
And I didn't know it. So I, I bought all these magazines and I would carefully cut them out um, and create these beautiful binders with yeah. all, the, all the workouts. And I followed them and they worked. Yeah. Imagine walking around a gym now with a binder. People will be like, what are you doing? So I guess that's what we do with the apps now. Yes. Um, I, I would make vision boards. Yeah. I, I mean, that was the way that I found workouts was through the cutouts. I, I, I'll, I'll take a picture after this and send you the picture. But I even did like before and after photos and I would draft really? my friend. I know. I mean, that's so cool. And I'm, I'm in some ways mind blown, but also not surprised at all because you are very much ahead of your time. I vividly remember, gosh, I don't even know if I was working at Self or Cosmo at the time, but you would come to town and it would be videos and like, let's take pictures together. And that wasn't a thing at other press events or moments that I went to, but you, it felt like an experience. Um, And I, I've been to your Tone It Up retreat a few years back, <laughs> been more than a few years back at this point, but I vividly remember, and even then, like Instagram was a thing and you you were very much an influencer and had a giant community, but this idea of creating a moment and wanting other people to capture it and to share that memory with people, I will forever equate that with you and Tone It Up and wow. not in like in, in a beautiful way because- yeah. I know social media, like it has its dark, its dark shadowy corners, but you're, you, you guys and your community represent the best parts of it, which is like lifting one another up and sharing this happy moment and cheering for one another. So, oh my goodness, I love um, you. and I'm sure you're continuing to pro- project into like what's next. Talk to me a little bit about your role now and what that entails. I'm sure everyone would be like, you know, it's a dream job for a lot of writers. It's a dream job for a lot of women. And, you know, what's what's the best part and what's the hardest part? Oh, gosh, such good questions. I mean, 100%, yes, it is It is a dream job to, to be able to reach so many women and hopefully say something or show them a visual or create a piece of content that, like, clicks with them, gives them an aha moment, makes them try something new and potentially like changes the course of their life. I feel like that that's what I do every day. And I get to help my team reach so many women to be that, um, to be that moment for women, which is incredible. Um, and my day to day, every day looks different. Um, of course with the pandemic, we were still working from home. Um, which has been wonderful because I get to see my family more, but it's also, I mean, not at all to glorify what's been happening in the world. I don't, you know, it's been such a hard, heartbreaking time for so many people. And just professionally, I love the energy of being in the office and collaborating with people together and what happens when you're um, sitting around a conference table or when you pass each other in the hallway um, or, or out in the world experiencing things and it sparks ideas. But I'm so proud of our team because the ideas have just kept flowing. And in many ways, the constraints of the world we're living in have sort of fueled us and given us the momentum to try stuff we probably would have been too scared of in the before times. But my day is a mix of boring stuff like checking emails and making sure I'm responding to my bosses and that all those boxes are checked. That's not boring. 
sorry, bosses. <laughs> Very important. Um, and then the part that I really, really love is when we have the brainstorming meetings or we use Slack at Women's Health when somebody slacks me out of the blue with like an idea or they just want to like chit chat about something that they've been percolating. Like that's the stuff that just oh makes my, makes my eyes wide and sparkly. And then a lot of interacting with brands, um, both on the advertising side. So for business reasons, for the, you know, financial health of the brand, but also just to hear what's happening in the world and what new products are launching and what people are thinking about. And then as best as I can in this world, staying in touch um, and meeting new women who are awesome. Um, A lot of it comes over email. A lot of it comes over Instagram, which certainly during these times has become uh, an essential source for me, for story ideas, seeing what women are sharing and talking about, even not even like the posts themselves, but like what's happening in the comment sections. I don't know if you look at those, but that's been incredibly helpful for me to be like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, this this topic is coming up. Um, and then it's like planning photo shoots and covers. And so it, it's a, it runs the whole gamut um, and is so fun. Your second part of the question, what's the most challenging part? I mean, I talked about how how I miss so much being in real life with my team um, just because they're so awesome and so many good ideas happen that way. Um, I think it's um, my job is to oversee the print magazine, which most people are like, oh, you're a magazine editor, which is definitely true and incredibly important to me, but it's just a piece of my world. We also have a website. Um, We also have all these social media handles from Facebook to Twitter, to Instagram, to Pinterest. Um, We have an entire arm of the team that works on video. So it's so many things. And I really see my job is to be sort of like the holistic person who's overseeing the macro point of view of the brand. And although you have to optimize content for each of those channels to really resonate with people and reach people, um, I also, it's incredibly important to me that like we stick to our DNA and that you're not getting one WH experience over here and a different one over there. Um, And that just, it's an amazing responsibility, but it can be incredibly challenging as I'm sure you know from your work too. I love what you said too about kind of living in the comments. I love going to comments and reading, whether it's news. Um, I'm not a very political person, but I love actually reading political posts and reading everyone's side. I love seeing what everyone has to offer and what different thoughts are because I feel like then you learn community intelligence. You, you, well, you learn who's reading your magazine, you doing your app and I want to hear from everybody. And, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much live in the comments of like what people are feeling and having empathy, you know, for everybody and knowing what they actually are feeling when they see a post or something. And I love the good news accounts too. Like the, I do too. They, they bring me great joy. <laughs> I agree. It's some sometimes the little sidebar conversations that happen in the in the comments between a group of women or even just two women. Those yeah. are just so eye opening, um, and in a in a really beautiful way. And I I would also say, and I don't know how active your team is on social media. I know some of your team members, so I know I know that they are, but. Um, I love seeing the women's health editors and what they're out doing in the world. And sometimes I'm not sometimes like so many times 
they're a post that they write that's thoughtful and reflective or even just off the cuff. I'm like, okay, this poor person, there's, there's their boss again, who's I'm like, save bringing it up in the next meeting that, that needs to be a story. Will you write about that please? Um, and that just them navigating the world and they come from, there's such a diverse group of women from different backgrounds, different ages. They're sort of scattered across the country right now, each having their own experience and in many ways, they are the like beautifully diverse group of women who read women's health. And so what they're going through and thinking about is very much what our audience is going through and thinking about, um, which is pretty cool. That is such a beautiful thing that you can go to sleep at night knowing that you can amplify so many different women's stories and their unique journey. It's really cool. I would love to know what was the moment that you're like, I'm going to write a book. Um, so my book is called Own Your Morning. Um, Own Your Morning is kind of my baby. It's the franchise um, that when I started at Women's Health three and a half years ago, sort of was like my first stake in the ground at the brand. And I'll very briefly tell you the story, which is Cosmo, where I worked years back and Women's Health actually shared a floor and we shared some business team members. And we were talking about hosting an event in the Hamptons. Um, And I was in that conference room and looking at the walls, which was very Cosmo at that time, you know, women's health was just moving in and it was like women, um, dressed in glitzy gowns and like getting out of, uh, limousines with like champagne in their hands. And you could imagine that it was like 3am and they were about to like have hamburgers and like sleep in tomorrow. And this was all like wheels turning as we were talking about the event. And it kind of just hit me like a lightning bolt that like, that that Cosmo girl, that is her life, and that is so awesome. And the women's health girl, she's actually like she's having fun and she's living her life, and she's perhaps having champagne and whatever. But she's making sure she's home and like setting her alarm for the morning and like grinding her coffee beans and turning on her coffee pot because she's going to get up and make the most of her day, whether that's with a workout or um, doing a meditation or calling her mom or whatever it might be. And so that, that, that was like the impetus for this own your morning column that began as a print feature that we do every month in which you've been featured in. Thank you so much for being part of it, Kat, Um, which is really just like a voyeuristic look at what, what is, what are the, the earliest moments like um, in various women's life. And they, it might be an actress, it might be um, an influencer, trainer, business entrepreneur like you, it could be a race car driver, it could be a scientist, like we, we want all of them. We want all the varied backgrounds and their mornings look so different and it's so fun to look at. And it really resonated with our audience. We got a lot of reader mail um, and we started iterating and we made it into a social series, a video series. Um, and it just sort of took on a life of its own. It became a, a major tentpole of the brand. And so right before the pandemic began, so uh, February of 2020, I was talking to the internal books team at Hearst and we had been throwing around various ideas for books. We all thought that an Own Your Morning book could be something that the world needed or would benefit from. And as we were talking about it, it was like, there are various routes to go. We could just hire an outside amazing freelancer who we love to write it. We could pair me with somebody who would essentially write it, you know, with guidance for me or option three, Liz, you could write it yourself. And you know, Kat, like, you know this, I love, I've been a writer. I I have been since I was a kid. 
Um, I do less and less of it the further I get in my career, which is ironic, but I was like, this is like my thing. And if I can't write this book, like, like, come on, this is, if there was ever a chance to do it, this is it. I, so I signed on, um, not knowing, and you've written books, so you know how much work they are. Holy smokes. It was way more work than I expected. I certainly did not expect to be like navigating a global pandemic and all the changes on our team at the same time. But um, I said yes to it and just powered through. I There were many times when I was like, what the heck did I sign up for <laughs> over the, the year that I wrote it? But I'm so glad I did. And, you know, it, it's maybe a little bit like childbirth now that like it's at the printer, the books are printed. Like, oh, not bad. We'll do another. Not it was fine. But oh, my gosh, I... I think I had this vision that like, oh, I'll sneak it in. I'll like block three hours a day, you know, this day and this day at work and like power through that chapter. No, that doesn't happen. That does not happen. So it was all written over the weekend. And I mean, there were months where I was setting my alarm for like 3.30 or 4 a.m. to get three hours in before starting my day with my family. So it's kind of crazy to look back on, but I'm so glad I did it. It's why a lot of musical artists and writers have to go away. They have to go, you know, somewhere where it's secluded or a mountain place and no cell phones or anything. And they can kind of just tap into their creative brilliance. Actually, we talk a lot about creative brilliance on this podcast. I would love to know what you feel like your creative brilliance is. Oh my goodness. Oh, what a beautiful question. Um, My creative brilliance... Well, this is probably not a surprise for you because you know how important movement is to me. I would say, honestly, it's sweat and my dedication to my fitness. Um, And I don't mean that in a like, I need like washboard abs though. Yes, I would, I would love to have that and like feel good in my jeans and all those things. But like, I just feel more confident, more clear headed, calmer. I even if I don't feel it actively happening or the solution popping into my brain, it like absolutely sets the tone for the day. And I know that I have many breakthroughs and that I can show up as a mom, as a boss, like in stressful meetings or performance situations that I have to do for my job. And sometimes people will say like, oh, just like, why don't you take more rest days or you go so hard? And I'm like, number one, you kind of like Instagram is very much a curated version of what my workouts are. And I believe everybody knows what's best for them. But two, if I don't move, I, I don't have those opportunities for creative brilliance. And I am able to show up for all the other parts of my life when I make that a non-negotiable. And that's not to say I don't take rest days and sometimes it's just stretching or yoga. And sometimes it is sleeping in and truly taking a rest day. But um, it, it, we, we have a saying at women's health and I know it sounds, you know, like, oh, of course, Liz, the editor in chief is going to quote this, but I believe it in my heart of hearts that sweat changes everything. That is so true for me. Aww, I love that. The days that I don't sweat, I miss it so much, you know, because it's up, it's something for you and you and I are aligned in a way where when I came up with 640, the program, I called you. Yes. And I, was I like, that vividly. I was so happy for you. I think you were possibly like the third person I <laughs> like my, you know, my husband and the team when we were building it. But 
I was like, I want to do this thing. I want to do this program. And it's about taking care of yourself first thing in the morning as a woman. And you are all about, you know, owning your morning. And it truly is something where I never used to be a morning person, but I realized that if I'm going to give the rest of the day, not if we just do, it's like, sometimes you don't even have a choice, especially as a mom. But I was like, I have to take care of myself first thing in the morning. And if, and if I don't, then I can't show up the way that I want to. And it has to happen at 6am and it can't be an hour (laughs) because one hour, something happens where it gets cut short. So I have that expectation of 40 minutes. I crushed it. If it goes for an hour, that, that was a great morning. Yes. And and then some mornings, like this morning, I just went for a walk. Yes. And I, I go through seasons of going harder or going softer, but it all depends on where I am emotionally too. And what, what my family needs. I, I think I told you, we were like, you know, going through some growth phases with Bella and she, yeah. she needed me a lot, a lot of yeah. my attention and emotions. And we'd have long nights and she was waking up in the middle of the night. And so my morning routines didn't look like they did before, but I still like, you have to do it in the morning. Tell me a little bit about own your morning, the book and what people can expect when they get it in their hands. Cause I hope that, you know, everyone that is listening to this, you can get it on Amazon and you can even do Kindle so you can get it right away. I hope everybody listening loves it. Um, the book is really about the idea that how you start your day is how you live your day. So everything we talked about the brand ethos, the Liz ethos, it's, I, I believe it like with every bone in my body. I do want to say that we've been talking about fitness and how that can be soft and hard and changes um, in different seasons. But this book is in no way, although it's doing really well in the fitness category right now, it is not like a workout book. The book is about finding what resonates for you and what fills you up. So that could mean that could have nothing to do with sweat. This is not about like you got to get up at 6am and do this work. You know, it's not like that at all. If that's something you're interested in, there's tons of science back tips from experts like you and researchers and um, all sorts of studies to help you get there. Really what you can expect is there. I begin the book sharing my personal story, which is like you, Kat, I was not always a morning person. I love to sleep in. Cannot tell you how many times in high school, my dad was like trying to like yank me off my pillow. Like Liz, you promised we were playing tennis together. So I'm here to say you can be a late in life morning bloomer. It's possible. But the the early chapter helps you find your core values. So three to six things that are super important to you. For me, it's family and fitness are the two biggest ones. And then I help you turn that into a motto. But once you've identified those things that, are important to you, I give you ideas for just having little micro nods to them throughout the day. If family is important to you, that does not mean that you have to talk to your sister or your best, you know, best friend from college for an hour before work. It could be as simple as like kissing your daughter while she's still sleeping in her bedroom. Um, It could be like sending just a heart emoji text to somebody you love. If food or nutrition are important to you or cooking, that doesn't mean you have to make the most beautiful, healthy breakfast, though we have ideas for that, including your coffee smoothie that I love. It could just mean like you have a beautiful bowl of bright green apples on your kitchen counter and then you make sure to like walk by them and like 
take a second to like breathe and look at it in the morning. And so the book is divided into chapters that are meant to be read, either choose your own adventure style once you have identified your core values, or you can read the whole thing through and maybe you discover something that you didn't even know you were interested in. But it's just, it's filled with tips and advice. And my greatest hope, much like when you read Women's Health on any of our platforms, is that amongst all of these great ideas that are very much expert-backed and science-based, that some things resonate for you and you put them into action in your life and it's transformative. Wow. What does your morning routine look like lately? So, uh, you added lately. Um, I, I always I say know. that. You're like, that changed. Like, it does. It's changing. I mean, it's changed a lot since I don't commute to the office right now, but I do still love to get up early. I always, my lucky number is seven, as I shared with you. I always set my alarm with a seven in it. It's over the years, it's tended to be 517. Just, I believe in the power and energy of things like colors, numbers, words that matter to you. And like, why not start your day with something that is important and feels magical? I have yet to find a study that says there's like actual impact in your life on that, but it just feels good. I also, I use the chimes feature on my iPhone rather than the like "Eh, eh," annoying blaring alarm, like anything you can do to make it feel like special to you and just happier, like do those things. Almost every morning I do some sort of sweat or moving of my body, even if it's just 10 minutes. Um, Like I said before, it just helps me feel calmer, confident, more clear, better able to show up for my kids. I'm done with that stuff by seven so that I can greet my kids and make them breakfast and have a, a morning with them. I, something that I include in the book, there's a whole chapter on meditation and mindfulness and journaling. Mm -hmm. I now go to Prospect Park in Brooklyn without my phone, Mm -hmm. by myself, without my dog. After I walk my dog and I get out my journal, I pick a pretty spot and I write down three adjectives that I want to describe that I believe are positive, that describe me, but that I want to project and uh, bring to life that day. I do a 10 item gratitude list and I I do a journal entry and it's a quick one. Like sometimes it's like two sentences. Those are kind of, those are the biggies for me. Manifestation is Mm. something that I have truly believed in. Visualization, writing down what you want to do and then you do it and saying it out loud and then it happens and affirmations, whatever it is. Earlier, you said that you had a dream that you are basically in the exact role that you're in now. So tell me about that dream. And did you wake up and you're like, you know, whoa, I'm going to make that happen. Or did you (laughs) come out of nowhere? I am. I am so glad you asked this question. And um, it's something I aspire to do more of like the vision boarding and the manifesting though in the woo woo realm, I am getting better at, I am getting better at that stuff. Um, And I, I do have a vision board in my office um, at Hearst Tower that I'm desperate to update. And so you're, you're inspiring me. Okay. So yes, rewind to a 22 year old Liz. I'm working as an investment banking analyst, crazy hours, like doing well. There was a, a woman managing director of my group, which is kind of unheard of. And she was such an amazing mentor and everything was going well, except for the fact that like, I absolutely hated it and was like, what am I doing? And so I, I did what is a very Liz thing to do, which is, I don't know what to do with my energy or like how to make myself happy. So I'm going to sign up for a marathon and put my 
put everything into that and like take on a new challenge that fills me up outside of my work hours. So I signed up for a marathon with team and training. Um, we started meeting in Central Park every Saturday morning for long runs. It was like this random mix of men and women from all over New York City, all different ages, all different professions, you know, very different from my like school crew who had all migrated to New York City. And I mean, this is part of the reason I so firmly believe in the power of sweat, but like it was through those long runs with these strangers who became best friends that I would articulate like how I was feeling about work and I didn't know what to do with myself and all these things. And I had a dream um, the night before our first 15 mile run. Um, And the dream was that I was the editor in chief of a fitness and health magazine. At the time we would say health because wellness wasn't really in our vernacular. And so I had my long run with my team and training crew the next morning and, you know, five miles in as I started getting warmed up and people are sharing stuff, I just put it out there and told them about it. And they were, they, you know, at that point they'd known me for a couple of months, but they were so encouraging and they were like, that makes sense for you. And like, do you know anybody in the industry? And like, they were just so encouraging Mm -hmm. and like, Liz, you should like, there's something to this. And I was like, I mean, it's crazy. I love to read magazines, but it was just a dream. And like, I'm in investment banking. I don't know anybody in media. Like everybody has internships, blah, blah, blah. But that was the spark that, so I began interviewing at all the different publishing houses in New York, like Hearst and Condé Nast and all of them. And it took about nine months, but that within nine months, I had landed the editorial assistant role at Self Magazine in the fitness department. And like, you know, it's now 20, it took 20 years to yeah. reach, or I guess a, a 17 since I've been in this role for a few years, but it, it just like, you can't make this stuff up. And it did take a lot of courage to speak it out loud. And I'm so glad I did. Like, what if I hadn't said that? People that you surround yourself with become your universe. And the the life that you're living, you decided to start running with this group of people. And a lot of people, uh, you know, share their dream out loud, whether it's a real dream that they actually had or something that they've been thinking of doing. Yeah. Not a lot of people have that support where someone says, I totally see that. And you go for it. You know, they bring up, Oh, do you have to have this type of degree or right? Are you sure you want to do that? Or this is so secure. And I, I try to be that friend where when someone says they want to do something that supportive, that support system. And that's where I think community is so important right now. And it'll be really important as we, as we keep going and evolving and yeah. on the other side of this crazy COVID stuff. So not to bring up COVID. I'm, no, I am, I am so glad you brought that up because it is, I, I hope this inspires people who are listening to speak their truth out loud or make a vision board or share the dream figuratively or literally that they yeah. had. But even more what I'm, I'm personally taking away is like, yeah. that is a gift that we have to help sort of like fan the sparks and turn it into this like passionate flame for our friends who are brave enough to speak that out loud to us. I've just decided that anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, make a vision board or write out a dream that you have. Tag me and Liz, hashtag own your morning, hashtag 640. And we are going to root you on and then make sure you follow that hashtag. Um, and anyone that posts a vision board or their dream, root them on too. So it's all, it'll all come back and it's just, 
it's just amazing karma of when you put love out there and support, someone will come and support you. But we'd love to see your vision boards and what you're thinking. And even if you're unsure right now, but you just feel like maybe you're doing something that doesn't feel quite right, express that. And, and that's the start of it. But I, that's going to be the assignment after I've done some assignments with podcast episodes and (laughs) it goes over really well. It's like everyone loves being, it's almost giving each other permission to do something that you've been thinking about. And I love I love it. I love this homework assignment. I hope everybody does it. I can't, I can't wait to be tagged so that I can share it and cheer you on from, um, from Brooklyn and wherever else I am in the world. And I personally am very excited. This is, this is like homework for Liz. I am I'm doing it. I've been thinking about it. It's time to update my division board. Same. Uh, I have one more question for you today. And that is, this is the live beautifully podcast. And I would love to know what living beautifully means to you. What living beautifully means to me is waking up and living my life with integrity, love, and full presence for the people who I care about. And that might begin in the morning with my kids and my husband, um, but it it continues during the day with my colleagues, um, with my family, with my friends. And, and that's it, to, to show up and give full presence and bright, wide open eyes and a wide open heart for the people who I care most about, um, even even the strangers that I might meet that day. So that's, that's what living beautifully means to me. Is there anything else that you want to share with everyone listening now that, you know, that wants to start. Oh no, sorry. I said one more question, but this is the, I swear this yeah, is great. No, I actually did two more, two more. <laughs> one, do you have anything to share with anyone that doesn't feel like maybe they're living beautifully or they're not really owning their morning or their day? You know, how can they make that shift in their life? I, so I want to say, and I have felt this myself when you're in, when you're in the darkness or you just don't feel like you have it together, you're ready to make a change. The beautiful thing is you get to start over again. You get to decide that you don't have to, to stay there. And that keeps happening over and over again, we keep getting new opportunities. So just know that, that hope is literally like seconds, minutes, hours away. It's, it's all there within your reach. Your other question, anything else I want to say or for people, um, I mean, the Own Your Morning book, please think about it, even if you're not a morning person right now. This is a book for those who want to elevate their morning. They've already got it going on. And it's very much for those of us like I was for most of my life who can't get their head off the pillow and can't imagine having a productive morning. We have tons of advice and science and ideas and inspiration in the book. Um, and yeah, I want to see your vision boards. I want you to tag Kat and me and share how you're owning your morning, the hashtag own your morning. I'm sharing those like crazy. I hope it takes off as people start getting the book in their hands. Um, it can be you sleeping in, it can be you pouring syrup over your pancakes. It can be you crushing a kettlebell workout. Like it all counts. Morning winds are different for each of us and they're going to be different for us every single day, which is the awesome thing. And you can buy the book on Amazon on today. You can download the Kindle version and you can check out Women's Health Mag at womenshealthmag.com or at Women's Health Mag. Where can everyone find you? (laughs) Yes. And you can find me, Liz, um, over on Instagram. I'm on all the social channels, but most active on Instagram. And my handle is at Liz Blosser. Thank you so much for your time today. You. It's so fun to hang as always. I love you so much. This was I love you too. 
Thank you so much for tuning into Live Beautifully today. I hope you loved this episode and that you feel empowered, connected, and of course, inspired to live beautifully. Make sure you subscribe so you're the first to know when a new episode comes out. I love seeing your reviews and hearing how this podcast is making a positive impact on your life. So if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to leave a review. I read everything from you and it means the absolute world to me. I'll be sharing your reviews and stories on Instagram at Katrina Scott. Also for Ask Me Anything episodes, literally anything, text me on my cell at 213-205-3604. 213-205-3604 with anything you'd like to talk about. Title your text AMA for Ask Me Anything so I can look out for your message. Thanks again for tuning in and sharing this with your girlfriends. I cannot wait to chat soon. Let's live beautifully together.